welcome back to the Hibs Ramble, episode three. I'm joined just by Michael today. Uh, Craig is working because we're recording this at Friday lunchtime, uh, a little bit later than we would like. Um, so it's just me and Craig. Uh, me, no, it's no me and Craig. It's me and Michael today. I'm so sorry, Michael. That must feel like an insult. I know. I'm kind of just thinking I'd just leave you in your room now after that. Uh, yeah. Moment. Um, oh, I'm I'm not sorry about that, mate. I'm delighted. I'm delighted to be here anyway, even though you think that I'm some devs. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks for joining me, Craig. Um, <laughs> no, well, it nearly never happened today because because uh, uh, our schedules never really aligned properly this week to get um, to get a recording done last night. And then Michael, you had a bit of internet problems this morning, didn't you? So. Uh, it was kind of on a knife edge whether we were going to get something done today, but thankfully we're here, and uh, we're going to be talking absolute nonsense about the Habs. So, so let's just dive straight in. Yeah, um, we've not released an episode since Sunday, uh, that brilliant win that we had against Hearts. Um, let's just crack right into it. First half, I thought that we played quite well, Michael. I know I don't think we've really spoken about it since the game. But how do you how did you think that we started and approached the first portion anyway of the first half? I thought we were quite comfortable, mm-hmm. um, but I thought I, I I did think Hearts were a better team than us generally. I think that they were um, very comfortable as well, and I think that they were once they scored, they were. Um, they were quite happy just to win one 0 which obviously suited us because we only needed one chance in the end. But I think for us, up until they scored, I thought we were every bit as good as them. Um, yeah, I just think that um, their goal was quite bad defending fields, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Kenny looking the wrong way was not helpful. Yeah, no, I think, I think yeah, up to the up to when they scored. We did. We looked quite good. I can't remember if the Ilyuan chance, you know, when he that was at nil nil. Was that a nil nil? So, yeah. I mean, that for me was a was a huge chance, and I was screaming on him to cut it back because I think it was Joe New who was standing on the edge or Henderson or something standing on the edge who just had a a tap in really to to get it in, and that was frustrating. And then obviously it's even more frustrating when they go up and score. Looked a little bit like a handball on replays. It looked like a handball, is it, for you? Uh, I'll be honest, I never thought at the time because I was too busy shouting at Kenny to turn around. <laughs> um, and then it kind of just goes through Marshall. I think Cabra, the, uh, Cabraja. Yeah, I think so. It, but he, he ends up putting it in. But Portress's, Portress's I don't know where he's standing uh, in the whole lead-up to the goal. Yeah, it seems... I think he's sort, I think he's sort of thinking Mackay's going to run down the wing. And yeah, cover it, and then Mackay cuts back and then plays it over. But, I mean, yeah. you didn't want to give him too much credit, but that is a sublime assist by Barry Mackay. No look, dink over the top. Yeah, well, it's, and, no, um, it's a no look pass, and it's a no look from Kenny here trying to defend <laughs> it. So. No look defending, but didn't work out as well. <laughs> so Barry Mackay, but no, it's, yeah. I think it's a good finish in the end by Shankland. Um, and he showed he showed the composure that we knew that he had. And he was always going to be a threat. You know, it doesn't matter what people say about, oh, he never did it for United in the Premiership. He, he kens where the goal is and he obviously knew where the goal is uh, on Sunday, which was unfortunate for us. But I thought our response to that was was still quite good. 
I felt like we'd tried to come out at Hearts. Um, we had a couple of chances, and then Craig Gordon pulls off a wonder save. Yeah, I'm I'm getting quite sick of him doing that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he seems he seems to be doing it near enough every time we play them, but uh, just you're just unlucky that you're playing against him. I think. I think yeah, and I, I I would imagine that every other team in the Premiership has got the the same feeling towards them. They'll they'll be saying the exact same as what you've just said is that every time that you play against them, he'll pull a save for the top draw. I mean, the boy's nearly forty year old and he's still playing at you know the highest level in Scotland anyway, and he's Scotland number one. So, I mean, he's he's a great goalie. It's just really really annoying that he plays for Hearts. But you know, other than that, did you feel like? When he pulled out that save, it just wasn't going to be our day, even though it was only the first half. Mm, no, because I am, I'm used to him making. It's not like he was. It's not like it was un, out of character for him to make that kind of save. It's like he yeah. does it every time we play them. Yeah. Um, so I just thought the more chances we get, law of averages, we're probably going to score a goal. Exactly. And then half time comes. Were you thinking at half time? let's get Boyle on now and see what he can do or were you more in the camp of you know he, he can only really give us so much today there's no point in putting him on early and risking him getting injured no I was probably I think the second point is a logical rational step but I think when you're 1-0 down in Edinburgh Derby yeah. logic and rational thinking are not at the forefront of your mind no especially after you've had a few beers yeah yeah, well, I don't condone it, um, no. but I had partaken in a few, uh, just to sort of. Well, when I when I seen you, you were decades. you were fairly sober. Yeah. When I seen yeah. you, or do you not remember seeing me? <laughs> no, no, I do remember. I couldn't forget <laughs> seeing you. Um, but nah, I don't know. I just think that if you're wanting to make the the most of them, then you have to put him in the conditions that he's going to give you the most back. And I don't think forty five minutes of Martin Boyle mm. would have worked. At this stage, yeah, I think um, I think when he put him on, it was still a bit early because what was it? Maybe what what minute was it that he? I think it was maybe. On? I think it was seventy. No, it would have been earlier than that. Yeah, I think it was maybe, maybe a half hour ago. Five, sixty minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I was surprised that he got that long, but I think it was Lee Johnson's kind of trick up Best his sleeve. Really, it was effective. It was effective in the second half, but I felt that even like before Boyle came on. It was a really slow start from Hibs. Hearts had a couple of really, really good chances. And then we were just talking about Craig Gordon pulling a save from the top drawer. David Marshall pulls one out of the same drawer with a double save and keeps us in the game, really. That's the first time that, maybe with the exception of Marciano, that I've felt confident in a Hibs goalie, and especially in a derby. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that kept that, if they scored that, the game was by. Yeah, and then you don't know what is going to happen for there. You don't know the mm-hmm. uh, effect of what that had. But I mean, it it was two, the second, the second one in particular was unbelievable because he yeah. already made the first one, and then he's up, and then he's in the whoever had the shots face. Yeah, it. I, it was really quick as well, like getting up. Yeah, and his I mean, he's no, guy. he's no spring chicken either. He's an old no. guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's he's a a wee laddie uh, compared to Craig Gordon. Uh, I think he's, he's a few years younger than him. He was. He had all the reflexes of a twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> well, no, I, I think that I, David Marshall digs us out, but the defending is 
got to be addressed. I know Lee yeah. Johnson said, I was listening to it down the slope the other day, and they said that Lee Johnson had promised us from the day that he came in that we were, he was always going to play on the front foot and always play attacking. But is that the way that we really need to play in a derby, considering that how often they cut us open on Sunday and, you know, looked like scoring quite a few goals. Well, I'd imagine it'll be a learning process. It's, it's an ongoing learning process for Lee Johnson as well. I think he'll have looked at the game and seen that and then perhaps maybe think for the next derby to not be so... Open. Kamikaze. Right? I feel like it, if, if we'd have scored when we were on top in the first half, I feel like it would have turned into a really different game. And it probably, I think it maybe if uh, if we'd have scored when we were on top in the first half, that it could have gone on and been a really high score and entertaining end-to-end derby. Mm-hmm. Um, which it never, and I think that if it was a Hibs team under Jack Ross that went 1-0 up, then we would have done exactly the same as what Robbie Nielsen did. Kind of killed yeah. the game, didn't it? But that's exactly what they wanted to do, was come get a goal and kill the game because you know, well, well, until the 95th minute, it worked for them, didn't it? Well, they're all from the Craig Levine School of Learning, aren't they? Jack yeah. Ross, Robbie Nielsen, score a goal and then shut up shop. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just counter, it's just stupid. Anti-football. But it's like, if I understand, and I said this with Jack Ross as well, I understand if you go 1-0 up in the 85th minute to shut yeah. up shop. But if you go one up in the first half, why yeah. are you trying to close the game out for there? It's just, you're just asking for Asking for trouble, and then when the other team do score, then you've you've got no answers. It just so happens exactly. we scored in the ninety fifth minute, but had we scored in like the seventieth minute, they still wouldn't have had an answer. Yeah. So moving on from that, we've got um, we, we, I, I felt like the last twenty minutes, last fifteen twenty, we really kind of ramped it up. The, f- the first portion of the first half and the second portion of the second half, I feel like that's when we were on top. Um. And a pretty even game, to be honest. I felt like both sides were 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 evenly matched, but the second part of the second half, and it felt like there was chance after chance, and then a couple of really good chances right at the end when Boyle jinked it past the uh, past the defender. I can't remember who it was, probably Toby Civic or some shite like that, and then um, kind of scuffed the shot. Yeah. I we don't know if it corner. took a deflection or that, and yeah, then we got a corner. Yeah, and it, and it went. I out thought he was corner. going to score that. I thought That's he was going to score as well. I was, I was, I start, I turned to my old man. I went, that was written in the stars for him to score that. I'm gutted that it wasn't him. And then uh, from from that corner, I think that was the corner where Rocky had the free. He done, he did it over the bar. And then I thought, this is never day. Yeah, it's difficult, and it's 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 a horrible feeling, eh? Especially, I feel like Rocky should have scored that. It's an open goal. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like he should have scored that, and I get like he was. I think he was leaning back a little bit, and he kind of got under the ball. But you know, if it's a last minute at derby, you've you've got to put that away. I'm afraid. Do you know what the irony is right? And I'll probably get lambasted for saying this because you're not allowed to say anything against Rocky Bashiri now. But had that been in the opposite box, and he's trying to clear it out for a corner, he's scoring an own goal in that exact same scenario. I think it's I think it's easier to do that than it is to score at the other end though. Such a high it's more a high pressure when you're at the other end and trying to score and grab the game. Grab yeah. a point. Or grab a win really. That was for 
that was us. But then uh, a couple of minutes later, quick thinking for the ball boy to get the the ball to Caden for the throw in. Yeah, nice wee bit of play. Chested down by Boyle, slipped through to Yuan who uh, leaves Halkett flailing and and flapping, cuts it back, and then Boyle pokes it in. Did you go nuts? It was absolute bedlam. It was incredible, eh? It was bedlam. It was, it was actually unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I went mental, as, as you should. Absolutely. And I was... Uh, <laughs> when we, there were so many people leaving next to me because I sat right on the edge of the... right on the edge of the row, right? And there were so many people leaving next to me. And yeah. they were all just standing on the stairs. And then everyone just went absolutely crazy. I was fond on the stairs. I was... It was it was absolutely mental, and then I turned round to the pitch after celebrating with all these mad strangers, and then um, there was fifteen twenty wee laddies on the pitch. Uh, the under twelves around in the park to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's it's not really what you want to see, to be honest, but I, I think it. that people have made a little bit of a mountain out of a molehill. A couple of wee laddies running in the park. I mean, I'll be honest. It does not bother me. It doesn't really bother me either, but, you know, you didn't want to make a habit of it because then... No, but how often do you score in that kind of situation? But playing devil's advocate here, if we just scored in like the 91st or the 92nd and Uh you still got a few minutes left and all these wee burns are... I know, but all these wee burns are running in the park and it kills your momentum if you want to go and get another. Mm. So, I, th- I I get I get it. I get that, obviously, it was a high-octane high moment for sure. But, uh, yeah, just kind of, just think about it before you, before you yeah. run in the park. <laughs> but oh, it was well. class, though, yeah, it was class. Nah, but you don't think well, that's the thing. That's It takes over. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I get that completely. It's um, it was it was a brilliant moment though, and I feel like any person, any football fan who says that they wouldn't go absolutely crazy when they score a equaliser, a last second equaliser. All these people, all rivals. these Hearts fans on Twitter saying, "Oh, it's embarrassing celebrating a draw." It's like scoring the ninety fifth minute of Derby. Would you expect? Like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, no. So what are we meant to do? I don't under, I don't understand that thinking. Like what? And had if it was the other way around, like when they Oztuk scored, yeah, exactly. They brought a beer out. <laughs> they brought a beer out. Have you seen the picture of the guy? Yes, <laughs> the yes. guy with a one-one on the back. He stopped. Right, absolute loser. Absolute embarrassment, to be honest. Like I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to share a city with them. I'm not gonna lie. I'm embarrassed to share the oxygen that we breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and then it was full time, one-one. Yep. Um, a really good point for us, I think. It keeps the momentum going into Livingston. Um, but before we get to Livingston, what about Robbie Nielsen's comments saying that we we said that we were going to do this and that? And I want to put out there, I think Robbie Nielsen is a bitter, bitter, angry greaseball of a man. I hate him. He's, he's I think he's just made up a narrative yeah, to to try and to try and deflect his his own feelings. I don't think we should be listening to 
to him. I never even listened to him. Yeah, well, I told what he said. I think I don't need I don't need to listen to him to know what he said. Yeah, I think Lee Johnson came. Uh, he he actually spoke about it on it in his presser yesterday yeah, or the day that. before, and um, he said, I, "I don't really know what he's talking about." And he was like, "Well, what what team aren't gonna be transparent and say that this is their goals for the season and try and be transparent to the supporters?" Mm. And I feel like that's obviously been taken the wrong way by Robbie Nielsen. I mean, the the way that they're acting is as if they're guaranteed third already. We're two games in the, in the season. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a, it's a bit embarrassing from him. I'd be embarrassed if it was Lee Johnson coming out and. Blaming, uh, blaming, blaming our, th- blaming our team for wanting to score. Exactly, and <laughs> for not for not going in on his team for not playing until the the last second, the last whistle. Yeah. I Which... mean, you, you have to you have to also remember, like that's what he's, he's that's what he's saying outwards. I mean, I imagine he's having a very different conversation in the dressing room as well. Ah, I would imagine so, but I mean, it's just a it's just an odd. He's just an odd guy, mate. Odd guy. Aye, he really is. He's he's no right. No style, no bottle. Nielsen out. Or Nielsen in, maybe, if he's going to keep not winning at Easter Road. Yeah. What about that? I I love the reaction from the Hearts fans on Twitter. Going on about, oh, celebrating a draw. Too right. Too right we celebrate a draw. And I'll celebrate a draw on Saturday if we if we get one there, because I think Livingston is a very, very tough place to go, Michael. Your thoughts? I hate going there. I hate Aye. plastic pitches. Yeah. As a general as a general rule. Yeah. I think if you're I think if you're I can understand these little clubs wanting them for um for well, training on. No, well that and for like cost effectiveness. Yep. But there should be a sanction implemented at the beginning of the season if you're going to use because it's a significant advantage over everyone else. It is, aye. Um, I think but, that if you're a professional football club, you should have a pitch to play on as grass. And that should be your first priority is having somewhere to play. But we are not playing on grass. We're playing on an artificial surface. Yes, we are indeed. Um I think, to be honest, the purse trade on an artificial surface now, there should be no real... Yeah, I feel I feel like <clears> that <throat> as well because we've obviously got a big astro at HTC. We also so, won quite convincingly there in COVID season. We did. Yes, we did. That was the last time we beat them there. So it's the, same, it's the same pitch. Yeah. Different players though. Yeah, but it's still... But it's also different players from when we got beat from them last season. Twice. That's true. But yeah, so it is a tough place to go though because you can what they're like. They're one of these teams that, like you said, from the Craig Levine School of Football, can go 1-0 up and are really, really good at sitting in and being really hard to break down. It's just a David Martindale uh, characteristic really for that team. Uh, You've seen it against Rangers on the opening day. Although they got beat that day, they, I thought they did really well to get their noses in front and then keep Rangers out, really. Although they bombarded them with crosses and all the rest of it. 
do you think that we're going to see a, a rubbish game of football that's going to be nicked by one goal? I think the game will be bad. Um, do I think it'll be one goal? Potentially scores. I think it'll be us in, in, in the last I minute. Think, <laughs> I don't think I can take it again. Scores. Three weeks in a row. Um, I think if they score, it'll be very difficult to see them scoring again. If I think they, if they score, they'll probably win one 0 Yeah, but I think if we score first, then they're going to have to try and score, and yeah. that'll help us. Yeah, pick them off. I think I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's it's uh, a hard it's difficult with Livingston. And there, there are like a bogey team as well because the company's throwing and beat us. I know. I know. It's yeah. um, it is it is a difficult place to go, but and well, we we should be beating them though. Like you look at it, man yeah. for man, man for man, our squad is better than their squad, and it's as simple as that. I don't think there's a, a Livingston player that would get into this Hibs team. No, but it's comprised of rejects. It is, aye. Like Jason Holt and Omionga. Mm. <laughs> Did you like no, Omionga? I didn't mind him. I didn't think he was good enough, though. Nah. But I didn't mind him. I didn't mind him when we had him. I, I liked, I liked how, how much he loved the club. Yeah, but I, didn't, but I didn't think I loved he was the club a great as well. player. I love the club as well. You don't play me centre mid. I don't know. I think you could do a job. I, mean, I, I, I do as well, but it's not... It's not <laughs> It's not going to happen though, is it? Get the Puma Kings out. <laughs> Lee Johnson, if you're listening, you've got a, you've got a centre mid here and waiting. <laughs> Register them before the window shuts. Put me in the development squad with all 3,000 <laughs> players we've got. <laughs> um, so, can I, get a, can I get a score prediction for you for Livingston? Actually, before uh, that, before that, how would you line up? Would you go same uh, as Derby? Yeah, just for in the interests of brevity. I think it's uh, it'll be a a very similar team. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tavares come back and maybe Henderson out. I don't yeah, think he was Henderson... poor last week because he was out, he was out of position. He was out of position, and I felt and I I really like Henderson. I really do. It looked to me that he was out of position, but it, it looked as if he wasn't really that interested. Because he's out of position, though. I think that's why. He was he's not physical enough to be played out there against Hearts. But I think tomorrow, if Livingston are going to be setting off us, then that's a probably a perfect game for Henderson. I think so. Because right, he, he, he likes to be on the ball and thread it through. He's not. I, I don't understand the, the feeling behind putting Henderson out wide because he's not got the pace to beat a man, and he he doesn't take players on as like Boyle does on on the other side, yeah. and like Tavares does. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him dropped. I don't think that he's in a bad vein of form. I just don't think he really had a great game on Sunday. But if they were to play him out wide left, I feel like it's just a bit redundant tomorrow. Yeah. So I would have Tavares in for in for Hendel and then unchanged otherwise. Or also Campbell. He goes out. Well, I'm assuming that he's out. He's injured now. 
Um, so I wouldn't mind Dylan Tate coming in. I've seen a lot of uh, Dylan Tate shouts on Twitter. Oh, Tate Dylan Hayes, he came on last week. Oh, he changed the game as well. Was a. I I like Kenny. I would like Kenny and Doyle Hayes together. Kenny Doyle Hayes Newell. Mm. I would like that. I think Kenny would let them two play. But they'll get forward. Yeah, possibly, yeah. We'll just yeah. Need, wait and see what happens, I suppose. But I, I, I think... feel like there's good options all over the park. If we were to get an injury or a suspension anywhere on the park, then we would have a half decent replacement to come in. We wouldn't be struggling really, especially yeah. in the forward areas. Yeah, probably maybe maybe centre half. Maybe not centre half. I think. Yeah, well, we'll get onto that in a second after the after your score predictions because we're going to have a wee chat about the transfer window. But a prediction from you, Michael. Uh, two 0 to Hibs. Two 0 to Hibs. I'm going to go with with Yuan and an own goal from who? Devil says, oh, I don't know. Obelai. I don't know. Nobody ever, say, nobody ever says own goal in the prediction, so I'm going to go for it. I mean, fair enough. Because it's a, it's a, it's a way of scoring, and it does happen. I think Yuan will score. <laughs> I think we'll win one 0 Yuan will get the goal. I yeah. really want him to score. Eighty seventh minute. <laughs> oh no, I don't think I could take it. I really don't. Actually, no. I, I would. I wouldn't mind an eighty seventh minute if we were already one 0 up. And then just aye, to kind of kill the game. Aye, just to seal it. But no, yeah. I, uh, if you're listening, Lee Johnson, please tell the players to score before uh, injury time because three weeks on the trot, I, I don't think uh, I don't think I can take it. It's not good for the heart. No. <laughs> it really is. not <laughs> But yeah, we'll have a wee uh, talk about the transfer window, Michael. I but, feel like we, we need one more player in the centre half. But it looks as though we are after uh, a striker and his name escapes me. But I know that he's Serbian and he used to play for Rangers on trial, I think. I've seen the I've seen the link. Yeah, uh, so I've his name is Adam Grieger. Never heard of him, but I'll take him if he's neither of us. He's 18 years old, striker. Oh, so to the development squad. I think so. He's from Slovakia. Is it um that LASK? Oh LSK Lintz. LASK in Austria, yeah. I think they played St. Johnson last my, season. They also played my United. Oh, did they? I think so. Or maybe so, else. can't remember. He's, he's made actually quite a few first-team appearances for an 18-year-old. Uh, he's yeah. made 37 appearances and scored four goals in professional football. I'd, I'm not too sure what um, leagues the other teams that he's played for are in. I think... Who are the teams? I'm going to butcher this. Zemplin Michalovce. Sounds Ukrainian. They are from Slovakia. Oh, probably get hanged for saying that. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> uh, LASK and then Juniors OO. And they also play in Austria. Yeah. And uh, he's a Slovakian under-19 on international as well. Never scored for Slovakia youth team, though. But, yeah. I mean, these signings for the dev squad, I get it. I get it, I do, because yeah. we've not really brought through many good talents recently. When you think about think back to 
what we have had, like Fletcher and Brown, Thompson, Whitaker, Riordan, O'Connor. Now we've got Campbell and Dabrowski. <laughs> but uh, I think we need one more centre-back in, mate. I do, as, as do I. I don't know who, though. I don't know who we would get, but I do think we need one. I quite like Fitzwater from Livingston. I wouldn't mind him. He's just a big brute, though, isn't he? I think he's quite good on the ball, you know, Fitzwater. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. We will, ah, exactly. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> and you'll go, oh, Kim Watley, man, you were right about that Fitzwater boy. We should or, be or after maybe, him. Or maybe when he breaks somebody's leg, you'll go, hi, Michael, you were spot uh, on. I'll go, what a thug. Yep. <laughs> what a thug. Should Absolutely. be anywhere near a park. But yeah, I would, uh, like you say, it's difficult to kind of pinpoint signings, eh? But I would imagine that Hibs have got um, got something up their sleeves for the rest of the window. Well, I would hope so anyway. But if yeah. if we were to go in, into the rest of the season after the window shuts with the squad that we have with without adding anyone else, would you be happy with it? Because I would. Yeah, probably. And we're also quite fortunate that if it does go wrong, we've got like a month without a game because of yeah, exactly. So it's not like we've got a full three months, four months, whatever it is, till the the next window of games. Exactly. It's just like three or two. I don't know how many months it is. I don't but... think. Yeah, I I don't think we'll end the transfer window without signing a centre half. I think one will come in. Um, and I think oh, that's so, but we got we, we sent we sent Big Allen to Edinburgh. I think he's I think he's I'm, more I'm, I'm to say Edinburgh City, but we have to say FC Edinburgh for FC Edinburgh. The interests of um, transparency. <laughs> and be uh, Emmanuel Johnson's out there as well. We've I mean we've got quite a few half decent prospects We're just coming through, keeping them at the club. Oh, I think I mean if you keep Alan Delphier at the club. Realistically, how many minutes is he going to get through the season? I would have liked to have kept him and have him there, but he never went out on loan last season, so it's True. he's he's probably wanted to go and get some minutes. Yeah, um, he's probably had that conversation with Lee Johnson, and Lee Johnson's obviously said, "Listen, especially when McGinnis comes back and then when Campbell's back fit again, I mean, he's not really going to be it's going to be quite far down the pecking order, I would imagine." Mm. When um, McGinnis comes back. If McGinnis comes back, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I will, it'll be good to get him back for a couple of games and then he'll be injured again. Like Dimitri yep. Mitchell. Yep, I forgot about him. Yeah. Well, hopefully he, hopefully they both come back and and kick on for us, but with, with the injury record that they've got, it's it's never looking very promising eh, for, for that pair. No. Well, so just before we wrap up, we will go and do some listener questions, Michael, if you wouldn't mm-hmm. mind answering some of them for me. Okay. Um, Aidan Black, with Hibs right. looking to sign another youngster and this Grieger boy for a reported 200 grand, do you think spending money in the development squad is a good thing? Seen a lot of people complaining about it, but I have no issues with it so long as the first team is winning games. Uh, good question. It's uh, a great question, for- isn't it? Yep. Uh, I don't actually have an issue with it either, to be honest. I think that if we're planning on investing for the future, then there's 
nothing wrong with bringing players in, and they'd be worse to pay that kind of money for a player just to sit in the on the bench or to send them out to a club on loan. But we're keeping them in house. We're training up ourselves, and yep. when they're ready, hopefully they'll be able to play in the first team. So I don't, I don't think there's a. I think it's quite a refreshing approach to. I think so as well. I think so as well. That's what but, I would uh, say. It's nice to see that that side of the of the team is getting a little bit of love rather than just kind of hoping. And it also helps. Well. It also helps as well that say two or three of them maybe make it out the development squad into the first team. They know each other exactly. Well. And they, I hate, I hate this phrase, but they, they know the club. <laughs> they, know the, they know the city. So appreciate. They, but it's, it's it's less time for them to try and bed into a whole new environment if they've already been here for exactly Exactly. Uh, Haley's asked a couple of questions. She asks, what number are Hearts unveiling John beating us this week? Uh, his performance was shocking. Is there anything that can be done to alleviate the inconsistencies of refs? I don't think he's a... I don't, I don't think he was being biased or anything. I think he is just a shite referee. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to paraphrase Paul Jill, but I'll do it because I'd like to do it whenever I get the opportunity. Um, talk about refs. The only consistent thing is the inconsistency. I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, bias or any partisanship. I just think that they're not very good at what they do. No, and I think that if you ask any club of any fan of any club in the league, they will have. They'll give you the same answer. Version of that answer. Yeah. But uh, what number is he going to be unveiled as at Hearts? What squad number is he getting? Probably 5-1, 51. Yeah, probably or 69. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, and then she also the asks, uh, we touched on it earlier, what team do you put out for Saturday? Do we rest Boyle for Rangers next week or give him a small cameo like before to get minutes in? I think just, um, just use him if need be. Yeah. Probs, probs. Because the last but thing that we want is to... I got him injured. And injured that hell hole of a stadium. Yeah. Against that gang. Yeah. Before we play Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's another gang? Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Joe asks, Robbie Nielsen brushes his hair with blank. Uh, sticky. Sticky apple thing. Sticky, a the... toffee apple. Toffee apple. Sticky toffee <laughs> apple on. Well, Joe, I'll say that Robbie Nielsen brushes his hair with a helium balloon. Uh, That's what it looks like to me. Sticky toffee apple. <laughs> I'll let you try one of them if they do them <laughs> at Lovingston. <laughs> Have a review on them. <laughs> You're getting a pie tomorrow, aren't you? Uh, I believe so, in the interest of content. On the yeah. content, man, on the content. But anyway, Michael, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. It's been a short Thank one you. today, but it's been nice. Isn't it? It's no, it's been a, it's been about a half of football. Yeah, well, it's, it's been quite good. I've enjoyed it. Good. And uh, we'll have Craig here next week as well. Yeah, so Craig's, we Craig's get... gonna, Craig's gonna have to work hard to get back. Yeah, he's going to grovel like. He's going to need to grovel. Too right. Right. Anyway, okay. thanks everyone for listening, and we will catch you next week after hopefully we've beaten Livingston. See you later. Bye bye.